Hey friends, it's Real You, it's Mark again. Um, I'm going to pick up where we left off last time. Last time we were talking about what's behind you, blind you, and about your past. And um, I've really been on a journey to learn not only just how to restore the likeness, but the image and the likeness. And not only that we had the image, which is a created reality, reality but restoring the likeness. Um, Bishop Ash used to tell me... Um, we never lost the image man just lost the likeness in the garden of eden and and that's our journey is to restore the likeness or the nature or the what we call divine nature to manifest and so we don't necessarily have to so much create as it's already been a created reality but we have to learn to manifest and that's what the whole wor- world in romans 8 is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God and today I want to tell you uh, I'm stuck on this story about the virgin birth which the early fathers said and I don't want to freak nobody out but they call it the incarnation they call it the recreation Um, so today uh, we're going to talk about the humanity of God Uh, we talk a lot about the divinity of man but today we're going to come at a different angle and talk about the humanity of God and in Luke chapter 1, verse 26, it says that Gabriel was sent to a virgin, 27, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, and the Lord is with thee, and blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at this saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this might be. And the angel said, Fear not, Mary, for thou you have found favor with God. And then he goes on to say, You will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus, and he shall be great upon the earth and be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give to him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. In his kingdom there shall be no end. We're going to stop there with that thought. First of all, if we had some sense of religion mindset, we would be trying to figure out why this angel came to Mary. What was the grounds? What was the... uh, Surely it was because she was pure. Surely because she maybe hadn't remained her virginity. Maybe it was just the purity of her life or whatever, but... While that may be true, um, we have to accept the reality of the fact of the matter is that it was preordained and even prophesied and set into motion before the world was framed. And God ordained that that was going to be a day that Gabriel was going to come to a young lady's name and her name was going to be Mary and he was going to tell her these things. And um, I've been contemplating this all, all morning um, especially after our last talk, we talked about it. But one of the early fathers, uh, St. Maximus the Confessor, was talking about that he called it the incarnation is the mystery even more inconceivable than any other. By taking flesh, God makes himself understood, only appearing still more uncomprehensible. He remains hidden, even in his revealing. And even when he manifests himself, 
he is still always the stranger. And that is amazing. Um, one early father I remember read, wrote, you, we seek to reveal Christ and make him known. So we seek to make him so obvious that we hide him all over again. And that's a great mystery. And the inc- incarnation, and I'm not talking about reincarnation. I'm talking about the incarnation is the original language of the fathers of the virgin birth. They call it the incarnation or the manifestation or what I want to talk about today is sort of like the humanity of God. It needs to be put back into the scheme of a whole creation, the writer says. Human waywardness has certainly transformed it into a tragic redemption. But the incarnation or the virgin birth remains above all for the fulfillment of God's original plan. It was God's original plan. And I have to believe that even when he created Adam, which is all humanity in one, he created Adam, Adam, he created humanity. When you see Adam and Eve in the garden, you've got to see all of us in the garden. And there's, there's no separation between all humanity and God's eyes. And in, in the early fathers and the early, early Christian roots, they didn't see themselves separate from each other. And so it was easy for them to believe that by one man's indiscretion, all were dead. And once, if you can believe that, then you have to believe that by one man's obedience, all were made alive. See, so that's that's where I'm at. I'm I'm contemplating this idea of the recreated reality of God's humanity manifesting, and it seems like a mystery to say God's humanity, but He's in charge of everything, and truly His Word. God himself, his thought, his intent was manifested among us and we beheld his glory. So one writer says we see the nativity as a secret recreation by which human nature was assumed and restored to its original state. (laughs) This virgin birth was a recreation process to help us come to a place to learn to re put us in position to be back into where we're supposed to be with God and that's where we really are in God's eyes the problem is it's a process for us to believe it and I find that in in Mary's reaction to even what you're hearing today that it that the early father said it was a recreation the nativity as a secret recreation by which human nature was assumed and restored to its original state not on the cross, but in the manifestation of, of the birth of, of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, manifested on earth through humanity. And it's, uh, you know, one writer says, He took upon Him the form of us all, and He took all, He took upon Him humanity without losing who He was. And He became all that we are without losing anything of who He is. And He that cannot be contained became contained. And you know, it's just, it's a marvelous mystery, and I love it. I, I love it because I know there's something in there for me that's about me, and it's about my role in this journey called life. And the virgin comes to her and says, You're highly favored, and the Lord is with you, and blessed are you among women. And when she heard this, she was troubled at this saying, and thought in her mind, 
what kind of greeting this really means. What does this mean? In other words, and that's what's happening in, in our world around us, especially in my uh, a lot of my Christian friends. When I when I tell them, you know, and I I, I know it's an extremism thought, and I and I'm not trying to belittle the fact that we need to be great, good, moral people. But Christianity is way beyond being just good moral people and trying to help somebody once in a while. Christianity was intended, the intentional plan was that God would have a people that would manifest him on the earth, that would be like him. It's like it, we, it, we're sort of getting lost in the shuffle of, you know, we do our we adopt families on, on Christmas and we do Thanksgiving dinners and we do coats for the homeless and and we're supposed to do all this but it's not as a substitute for spending our lives and trying to figure out how to manifest his reality how to bring heaven down to earth how to bring what's inside of us um and mary had this troubled in her mind and i I feel for people because when i share these things and these are all early father's writings these are none of my thoughts but it made so much sense to me that it's given me life and given me refocus and re-energy and what what I'm about. But when I share it with people, sometimes for the very first time, and maybe you're hearing for the first time, and 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 you hear things like, um, and I I I do say things um, a lot of times to push the envelopes to get people to think in. And I'm not trying to belittle the fact that that we we are to be good moral people that we are to be christians but the reality is if we're just trying to aim to be a good christian in our heart we may be aiming too low because god's intent was he came down to earth to recreate to restore man because early father max saint maximus says the nativity is a secret recreation by which the human nature was assumed and restored to its original state we're not we don't have to wait until the end of the age and the end of the time to be restored to our original configuration of the Adamic life where we're living in the paradise of God. It exists right now in the now, but it's troubling because and here again, of our thinking and what we've been taught, what we choose and want to believe. And when the angel of God, when the angels, a, a gallows, which just means a message, a messenger with a message. And, you know, we have angels in our midst all the time. We have people in our presence, in our midst, and we hear messages from a messenger. And sometimes they're spiritual, and sometimes they're invisible, and sometimes they're voices in our head, and sometimes it's God. There's a message out there, a vibration in the heavenlies that's telling us that God, that paradise is here and it's in the now and we have to learn to manifest and tap into that. Or we can wait till it's all over manifested, but still, nonetheless, the virgin birth was a recreation of the nativity that was a recreating event. Let me read it again. Where human nature was assumed and restored to its original state. And when... And when the angel Gabriel came with a message, <laughs> and I can hear our wheels turning already, the angel came with the message, Hail you, you are highly favored, the Lord is with you, blessed are you among women. You are highly favored, the Lord is with you, blessed are you among women. And when she heard him, she was troubled, she was perplexed, she was in if if we could just be honest, she was in total disbelief. 
How? What do you mean I'm highly favored and, and I'm blessed among women? And the Lord is with me. What what does that mean? I'm just married. I'm just I'm living my life. I I'm planning my family. I'm I'm you know I'm just me. But yet the message the message can come to you in such a way. But you have to you have to uh, accept the fact that the Lord is with you and you are blessed among other people. Just the, the fact that you're hearing this message and you hear it deep down and in a deep place proves that the Lord is with you, you're highly favored, and you're blessed among people like you. I was talking to a man today, and uh, a, a great friend of mine, and he told me, he said, you know, I used to think um, wealth was, uh, you know, having a lot of stuff or having the ability to... Uh, you know, not not have to work as hard, but he said, in in in, in all my getting of my wealth, and this is a great man of God. Um, he's coming to some amazing realms of honesty and stuff, and it's really blessing me and it's challenging me and, and really provoking me. But he said, in my in my great getting of of wealth and achieving success in my professional life, he said, I I became fallen prey to a prideful realm of entitlement. And he said, I actually sort of believe because of all the blessing that was upon me that it was actually okay for me to indulge in some realms of the flesh that are totally against God's will for my life. And then he would overlook it because I had done so many good things. And beloved, if that's not the pharisaical, we have to accept the fact that we are blessed and highly favored just because he says, and I ain't done nothing about it. I can't do anything about it, but rather just respond to it. And another thing he told me, he said, I, he said, I forgot to tell you, uh, a couple of years back, I never told anybody, but for about eight months, almost a year, he said, I was going deaf in one ear. And he said, I'd been to the doctor and been to the doctor and been to the doctor. And they tried this, that, and the other, and nothing worked. And he said, one day, uh, like a holistic type doctor, or I forget who it was, but he called him in office and said, I have, one, I have another treatment. And his guy was going deaf in one ear. He just literally couldn't hear. And it was more than just a whack. It was just it was something going on. And the doctor poured in oil. And after a certain period of time, he poured in water. And it fl- the oil melted the wax and the water flushed out the wax or whatever it was. And he said, and suddenly my ears popped open. And he said, let that be a sermon to you. So I'm going to give it to you guys because that, that's a great message. Today I'm going to pour in a little oil and a little water of the Spirit into your ear and restore your hearing from where you used to hear in the original con- configuration. Mary was troubled at this saying, which like a lot of people do when they first hear this, when I start sharing that the reality is that <laughs> my reality is the, that the Son of God became the sons of men so that the sons of men would become the sons of God and everything that he did to become me I have access to and everything that is within me to become like him and it's because of this recreated nativity let me just read on This is where man is being restored to his original state, the writer says. 
From then on, all things were leading toward the predetermined end, which is already present like a seed of fire. Christ reveals to us, and we see in him the perfect image of God, after which we are all fashioned, and which attracts us like a magnet. Listen, it is now up to us to transform transform that image into his likeness. Can I just tell you here today, my, my thoughts were so crazy. Adam was man living in God, right? The paradise was in God. I hope you know today paradise is a is more than a place and heaven is more than a place and a space. It's a it's a dimension, it's a realm in God, in his heart, in his thoughts, in his being, in in who he is. And Adam, in the first man, Adam, was a picture of man dwelling in God. But the incarnation or the nativity or the virgin birth is a recreated, regenerated realm where God dwells in man. (laughs) Now you think about that. In the garden, it is a manifestation of man, God's creation, living in God. But in the in the realm of the earth, which is the garden of God, now we see the recreative process, we see the nativity, we see the virgin birth, as now it's a picture of the total mirror opposite, which it says, which my thought this morning was, now we're coming to the realm where God's dwelling in man. And Adam Man is dwelling in God, but in Jesus, God is dwelling in man, and the restored process that's taking place. I, I love what what one father says: "Here below, he is without a father, but when he's on high, he's without a mother, and he needs both to be who he is." So the first thing that we have to process is this fact that Mary has to wrestle with the message, which is the grace message. And it's a wrestle for some people because they flat out are scared to death that God would really be unmerited favor without without any thing. Because they're afraid of... They're afraid of... You know, living outside the realm of rules and regulations. In other words, God wants us to live in this grace so much that we do it because we want to. We keep pursuing. I get up every morning because I, I want to and I need to and I have to. But the beauty is when I really want to. And I'm hearing from a realm that's just really, as they say, knocking my socks off. And so I'm I'm coming to the grips this morning that the angel came with a message and told him exactly how it was going to be. You're going to give birth to the Christ, the son of the living God, and he's going to manifest the kingdom. But it had to come through the message of grace. And the message of grace was, hey, you're highly favored, and the Lord is with you, and you are blessed among women. And she had to wrestle with that because she was saying, what does this mean? How can these things be? 
and he manifested the next reality. And we're going to talk about this next reality, part two, the humanity of God. But I have to read this St. Gregory at Nazianzen to you. It is, uh, it's from the, his book called A Third Theological Oration. It is such a beautiful uh, picture of the humanity of God. And we talk a lot about, I do, I talk a lot about the divinity of us, our divine nature. We have a divineness about us that is like God. And God wants to manifest that in us and through us back to him. But yet today I want you to realize that that's a reality only and only because God took on flesh and we we were able to see the humanity of God where we'd be able to manifest the divinity of man, if that makes sense. My question today before we go is, what if Adam and Eve would have consummated their marriage in the in God, let's say, in the presence of the paradise in the garden, in their glorious state, as everyone likes to say, what do you think? What do you think would have been the um, fruit of that union? And beloved, today it's quite possible that it could have been the union of the Christness, the Christos, the manifestation of the sons of God. But yet, God knew that. They weren't going to do that, and he created it because Jesus was, remember, he was the lamb slain before the foundation, not after. He was not a secondary consequence to man's offense. So I like thinking like that because there's no real answer, yes or no, but I like thinking about the fact that what that might have been like. So I'm going to leave you with this thought. It's a couple of paragraphs, but I want you to, Hear this, absorb it, and hopefully it'll mean as much to you as it did to me. Talking about the humanity of God. (sighs) It's so good. It said, He took our flesh, and our flesh became God. Since it is united with God and forms a single entity with Him. For the higher perfection dominates, resulting in my becoming God as fully as he became man. It is very important that a lot of people are struggling with divinity or the the divine nature process of us becoming like him because we have yet to accept the fact of he became us. Let Let me read it again. For the higher perfection dominates, resulting in my becoming like God as fully as he became man. Here below he is without a father. But on high is without a mother. And both of these belong to the divinity. Now listen to this. Humanity of God. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes. But then he rose from the dead. And laid aside the shroud. He has no form or cunningness. But on the mountain he shone in a splendor more dazzling than the sun. And the future foretaste of his glory. As a man, he was baptized, but as God, he washed away our sins. He had no need of purification, but he wished to sanctify the waters. As a man, he was tempted, but as God, he triumphed. And he exhorts us to be confident because he has overcome the world. John sixteen thirty three. 
He was hungry, but he fed thousands. And he is the living bread which came down out of heaven. John 6.51 He was thirsty, but he cried, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And he promised that believers would become springs of living water. John 17.37 He knew weariness, but he is rest for us all who labor and are heavy laden. Matthew 11.28 He prays, but he answers our prayers. He weeps, but he wipes away our tears. He asks where Lazarus has been laid, for he is a man. But he raises him to life, for he is God. He is sold dirt cheap for 30 pieces of silver, but he redeems the whole world at a great cost with his own blood. He was weak and wounded, but he cures all infirmity and weakness. He was nailed to wood and lifted up, but he restores us by the tree of life. He dies, but he brings us to life, and by his own death destroys death. He is buried, but he rises again. He ascends into hell, but rescues the souls that are, imp- that are imprisoned there. St. Gregory. That's the ending. Beloved, let's think about the humanity of God in this process that Mary was a real person, just like you and I, who heard a message that struggled, but finally said, Be it unto me according to what your message says. And she manifested Christ on earth. God bless you. Thanks for your time. Uh, Send me some feedback. Um, Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.